Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rap Party where we dive a little deeper into Sunday's message. Pastor Ray here this week with Pastor Brian. What's up everybody? He continued our series where we're looking at the book of Ephesians, this letter from the Apostle Paul to the church in Ephesus. And what we're hoping to do in this series is to get a better understanding of the riches we have in Christ and then how to live in light of those. And so Pastor Brian preached part five of our message. He's looking specifically at Ephesians chapter two, verses 11 through 22, and he titled his message today, The Great Peace Mission. So Pastor Brian, thanks for your message. Why don't you remind us what you talked about, and then we'll have a conversation about it. Yeah, so we basically went through that that portion of scripture, which interestingly enough, is really geared towards one group of people. Uh, so as as we know, in the church of Ephesus, uh, you know, uh, there was um, both Jews and Gentiles mm-hmm. that constituted that assembly. And um, I explored a little bit with our church just how how great that rivalry was. I think one of the things that really got me was just as I explored a little bit more how um, I mean, how they it, they had to like overcome centuries of animosity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was no easy task, um, but it's just interesting to see. And then also interesting to see that they would never have been able to do it on their own, you know, with their own strength or with their own goodwill. Um, but it is only because uh, Christ reconciled us first to him mm-hmm. that we even can hope to have reconciliation with one another. So uh, I definitely dug into the context of the Jews and Gentiles and pointed out that, you know, in in, in some ways we can you know, we're no, we're no better than yeah. them centuries later. Just like uh, Paul is reminding us that the Gentiles are no better than, uh, or the Jews are no better than the Gentiles, you know, just because the Jews had the revelation before. Mm-hmm. And so trying to bring everybody to the same level, you know, we could say the same thing for us today uh, that, you know, the only thing that, like, we're not better than, uh, there's only yeah. one that's better than, and that's right. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like... Um... Uh, not so much that we're better than, but uh, like what uh, Hebrews talks about, like Christ is better. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, yeah. you know, he's the better sacrifice. Right. You know? um, and so that's really what we need to lean on is, is Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. He's, he's the solution to the problem yes. that existed then. And that sometimes can exist in the church today exactly. as well, where maybe we're, we're reading in the old Testament, for example, and we're seeing the failures of the Israelites. And then we say, Oh, well, we're better. We wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, except, we do, and we did until Christ. Right. You know, there's the phrase in the scripture you unpack today, but now in Christ, because what He's done, we can live differently. Yeah, yeah, it, it's we're we're hidden in Christ, and, yeah. and, and um, probably my my biggest takeaway as I was studying that passage was, and I really tried to harp on that was, um, and I don't want to advance too much on on the end of the message, mm-hmm. but which is this 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 idea that we're all brought to the same level. Yeah, that's great. Um, through through Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I like, you know, you, you unpacked all of this really well, and but there was this problem that we had, um, and it really comes into this, uh, this hostility um, that Jesus Christ came to bring peace to. Mm-hmm. And there's, in the scripture here, it talks about the wall of separation, mm-hmm. or the wall of hostility. And it's fascinating to me that as you study the context of the day, 
There was a literal wall that yes. separated the Gentile court from the Jewish court in the temple. Yeah. Um, and so there was this literal wall, and I, I looked it up quickly on uh, this commentary. Uh, archaeologists have actually found a sign that said, no foreigner may enter within the barricade, which surrounds the sanctuary and enclosure. Anyone who is caught doing so will have himself to blame for his ensuing death. Mm -hmm. So this is like getting to the root of that rivalry exactly. that existed. And interestingly enough, um, it's I, I like, you know, there's reasons Paul uses words. Mm -hmm. That that word, wall of hostility, like the reason he's writing the letter of uh, uh, to the Ephesians, get this, is that there's um, the reason he's in prison is because uh, he wanted a Gentile to go through uh, to the other mm -hmm. side. And so he was accused of that. And that's why oh, he's wow. under house arrest mm -hmm. in that Roman prison. Uh, and so you can just see how it's kind of raw for him maybe yeah. as he's explaining that. But um, it's it's true. It just reveals the hatred. I mean, they, they and, and, and again, like either way, it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you could look at the at history since then and how uh, how very uh, um, tragically um, Gentiles have been cruel to right. yeah. Jews. Mm -hmm. And so it's just again, it's about bringing everything to the same level. And Christ is our peace. And that's something else, too, that I that I was really moved by is that. Not only does he make peace between the two, mm -hmm. but he, he is our peace. You yeah. know, when you think of peace treaties, there's always like, um, you know, uh, elements, you know, like, so I promise to do this and mm -hmm. you promise to do that. And we kind of work and it's all by works. Right? Yeah, right. But the whole thing about Ephesians is that, yes, we have all these riches, but it's nothing that we did. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is the one that was our peace. He made it possible. It's everything he did. Nothing we did. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And it makes me think, too, um, in the in the temple, there was the holy place and the holy of holies where the presence of God dwelt. And there was this veil that separated the two. Well, right. When Jesus died on the cross, that veil was torn in two. Right. So, so the literal wall, of, you, you mentioned a twofold hostility yeah. between Jew and Gentile, but also between God and mm -hmm. sinners. And that's exactly what Christ yeah. did is he pulled down that veil. So now... In Christ, we have access to the to throne the of God. Yeah, yeah. we're you know, and when we had gone through the book of uh, Hebrews, mm -hmm. we, we we saw that it was it had to do with the holy place and the most holy place. It was only the priest that could go right. behind, um, but now it was open to everyone. So that spoke a lot to the to the Jews, but mm -hmm. it also made them realize, well, now it's everyone can can go. And so it was also a call to the Jews and Gentiles. And, you know, interestingly enough, um, really the. God, God wanted all along all humanity, mm -hmm. but it's not till after the Pentecost that the that that it was understood that it's not just for right. the Jews. Yeah. So it took them a long time mm -hmm. to figure that out. But I think it's a great reminder for us also as a church as the church today. You know, centuries have come and gone, and the church can sometimes maybe find themselves in that same mindset that 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 people of Israel had mm -hmm. of like you know we're the we're the favored. We're, no, like. Like everyone, everyone has this opportunity. We need to uh, be a light to the world. Yeah, and just to kind of piggyback on that point, you know, it was it was Peter who first went to the household of Cornelius, yep. and God showed him like all people are clean if they're in Christ. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, the Apostle Paul was called to preach the gospel, the good news to the Gentiles. To the Gentiles yeah. So you, you see it. Not only um, in Genesis, you talk about Genesis one through eleven. It's really about all all the nations, and then it keys in on Israel. Yeah. It's the same for the New Testament. Like, it started with the Jews, yeah. but then it's for everyone. So, And when you hear, you know, Jesus even, you know, talking, there is there is that, that element that he's praying for 
not just for these, but those that will believe mm-hmm. through yeah. through them. And so it, it, it was up to those that first received the revelation to understand it is for everyone and it's available to all. Yeah. And so um, maybe just kind of on, on a final point, um, it's interesting to me how as we've been going through this series, we really kind of see Paul's thought process. And so in chapter one, he's really shown us these riches that we have because of what Christ has done. Um, and he wants us to have a deeper understanding of all of this. Um, but then he, he tells us that we are saved by grace through faith, right? Mm-hmm. And then he gets to this point where he's really, he's he's showing the reconciliation that happens through Christ. And then it leads to the church being built up into this new creation, this new humanity. Um, and it really sets us up for not just the reconciliation that Christ brings, but the unity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rest of the, the letter sort of talks about the unity right. of believers. Right. And so can you maybe unpack that a little bit, like um, this, what you phrased as, God's building project. Yeah. And it really kind of summarizes your whole message. It does. It does. It was really a way of recapping everything we had said. Mm-hmm. Um, God's building pro- project in three steps. Yeah. And the first one uh, being, uh, you know, if anybody has ever had a building project, sometimes there's walls that shouldn't be where they should be. Mm-hmm. So the first step is demolition. Yeah. And you bring everything to, to the same level. And that's when I explained it, that's that's why we only have access to God through uh, through Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all brought at the foot of the cross. You no. Know, it doesn't matter what stature you may have. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I come from a long line of, of even pastors in my family, mm-hmm. missionaries in my family. That doesn't mean anything. Right. There's, a, there's a blessing, a heritage there mm-hmm. maybe, but I have to make my own decision. Mm-hmm. And so we're all brought to that same level. We all go through uh, the at the foot of the cross through repentance. And so, you know, demolition is what that revealed and that mm-hmm. in God's building project. Then comes the time for reconstruction. So reconstruction is Christ reconciling uh, us to himself but also us to, to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, uh, doing that by laying the foundation, the foundation is, is God's word and is Christ himself as the cornerstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, you know, that's a, such a powerful portion of scripture in, the, yeah. in that Ephesians chapter two, where Christ is the cornerstone. Um, it doesn't make as much sense now today because people build buildings a little yeah. bit differently, mm-hmm. but back then it, it was the stone. If, if that stone was off or not where it should be or whatever, everything else would crumble. Mm-hmm. That cornerstone is what assured the stability of, of these buildings that even till now, you still see them. They're still right. standing. Um, but, you know, in that pro- it's a process because it's it's now we are being joined together. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not uh, from all not only from all nations, but also from, from all time. So right. yeah. we're still being built into this uh this dwelling place mm-hmm. turns out that it's not just a, a regular old building the whole point the god's building project is not just so that there's demolition and reconstruction but the end goal is habitation yeah. you know when you build something you want to go live in it mm-hmm. after and so god is building his church and he wants to dwell among his people not in some building made by man but in hearts that are sold out for him and so um, I think that's that's the call that I want to make to anybody reading that passage is is, um, you know, as you can cons- as you consider saying yes, simply yes to um, to this uh, beautiful uh, peace mission that is available to you as well as you you know want to sign on and say, mm-hmm. I count me in. Um, it, it's it's allowing uh, God to live inside of you and have 
his way, not your yeah. way. And what ends up happening, and that's kind of how I ended it, was like there's a part of responsibility, which we're going to see in, in Ephesians. Like like you said, it's mm-hmm. not just about knowing the riches, but it's then how to how to use yeah. them. And so we do have a mandate. You know, once we've said yes and we have gone through the demolition process, we're in Christ now. We've repented. We're in Christ. We're being reconstructed. We're joined together. Now he's, you know. He's living inside us. We let him live, you know, through us. We want him to live through us. Um, And that entails doing things that may go, be contrary to our old nature. Right. And that's where, you know, we need to constantly daily just crucify ourselves, crucify our our wills and desires and and live for him. Because we have a mandate now, the same mandate that the people of Israel had at that time to be a light to the world. We have that mandate now. And as I kind of ended the message is, you know, are we a light to the world or are we a little bit too much like the world? Right. And that's where we have a responsibility now mm-hmm. to to rise up and be like, no, I want to be a light. And um, and I'm, I'm not going to fall in the same traps, even though I very much could. Like, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not upset at what the examples that we see in Scripture have done, because we would be no better yeah. in their in their shoes. And sometimes we are no better. And so it's always coming down to the fact okay foundation word of god cornerstone christ and i'm just being built on him and as i'm being built on him i'm being built on his principles on his instructions and i grow and i'm able to grow uh, because i'm firmly established in him yeah and the beautiful thing is that um as as we're living this out as the holy spirit is living in us um, we have this opportunity to bring the gospel of peace to other people who are far from God, um, but then also in our own families, in our own friendships and relationships that we have, we can start bringing reconciliation in those as well, and then be part of the church being built up. Um, and it's all for God's glory, of course, but it's just a wonderful thing where um, this responsibility is a good one, where we get to partner with Christ exactly. in, in what He's building. It's amazing. Partner in His plan all yeah, along. Yeah, His plan all along to make us one. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we get to be a part of that. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks again, Pastor Brian. Um, we hope that you guys will tune in next week as we continue this series. I don't know about you, but I've been richly blessed through it already. I'm excited for the weeks to come. But for this week, that's, that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.